Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. Oh boy, I've had an adventure. But it could be worse. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Life is hard. Yes. Just in the last week? On the last two days, yeah. Actually, yesterday oh. was the beginning of it. Today was okay. today was the wrap. So yesterday I went out in my kayak and um, this, okay, so you kind of have to picture where I live is very flat. It's all estuary, so it's very flat and swampy. And, and so the rivers don't run like in anything similar to a, a a line, right? They wind back on themselves. You can paddle for like a mile and have actually gone like 30 yards the way the crow flies because you, you basically paddle back to where you were. You just paddle on this big lobe of the river, right? Right. So <clears throat> I was paddling. I wanted to go on Hunter's Creek, which connects with the White Oak River. I was going down the White Oak River, and I knew that Hunter's Creek was like a couple hundred yards through this grass if I just dragged my boat through the grass. Rather than paddle the mile around. It was actually about two, two and a half miles. So yeah, right. Save a ton of ton of paddling, but I, I had a feeling the paddling might be actually faster because the grass was tall and thick, and it was just a real chore. And it was actually probably more than two hundred yards when I got done. It was probably three hundred or more. It was a long, it was a long trek. But I got done. Oh, I probably got three quarters of the way done, and I checked my back pockets and found them both to be empty, which is not really relevant at the moment. I was, I thought I had put my GPS in my back pocket, but I remember I put it in my shirt pocket. So I was like, okay, you know, I, my GPS is in my shirt pocket. And uh, anyway, I took my GPS out, looked at it. And the only reason this matters is because later on in the day, I was looking, um, I stopped for a break and, and I was looking for my phone. Well, I didn't looking for my phone. I just took my phone out. But the, the place where I put my phone is where I also put my wallet. Okay. And there was no wallet there. And then I remembered that on my way to the river, so my routine is I put my phone and my wallet in this in this case. I put my keys in the zipper compartment on this case. Everything, that thing is sacrosanct. It gets put somewhere where it's safe. You know, I, I tuck it into a, there's a there's a watertight cubby in the boat and I put it out in there. I always make sure that, that stuff is all put away. But anyway, so there's no wallet. And I was like, oh God, on my way there, I stopped to get a watermelon and I took my wallet out of the safe cubby and and uh, got the money and paid for the watermelon and then put my wallet in my back pocket. Oh. And then I thought back to checking both of my back pockets from my GPS and there being nothing in them earlier in the trip. And I'm like, where the fuck did I lose my wallet? I was hoping that like when I put the watermelon in my trunk that I tossed my wallet in the trunk or something. Mm-hmm. But so, it's in in the tall grass field, the some, shortcut somewhere, yeah. So what I did then was I, uh, I I made my trip back. This time I went by river because I didn't want to go back through the grass. It was just that was really painful and difficult. And even though that's where your wallet was, probably well, that wouldn't necessarily helped because you know if I was just charging through that grass again, I might have just stomped it into the mud. So right, I needed to be looking for it, not dragging my boat. You know, and by the way, just going in there to look for it was really easy compared to pulling a boat behind me. Right. But I did go a little ways in because I, I remember checking my pockets and thinking, okay, I wasn't all the way there when I knew my pockets were empty. So I'm thinking if I did lose it, I probably lost it early in this little stretch. So on my way back, I went maybe, I don't know, 50 yards in 
and was and it was getting dark by the way it was it was getting end of the day so it was harder to see into the grass it was getting a little um so i gave up i I said well maybe my wallet's not out here maybe it's back at the car maybe it's you know in the trunk maybe it's laying on the ground maybe it's in the glove box maybe i just fell out of my pocket in the car right Mm -hmm. whatever i'm like i just need to check these things before i go and spend hours looking through this grass and um Anyways, I get back to my car, no dice, no wallet. So I come home. And you lost dice also? Yeah, everything, gone. All oh, of it. okay. I come home, and I spend like half an hour on the phone with Capital One to get new credit cards, call the bank and get a new debit card, uh, get on online and order a replacement for my driver's license. I get all this stuff done. The only thing I didn't really have done was I didn't have the... Um, I, I thought I had a spare health card, uh, health, um, you know, the insurance mm-hmm. card. Insurance card, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know if I did or not. I didn't find it, so I thought, well, I'll just call the insurance company and have them send me another one. But anyway, I hadn't done that yet. But today, I went out and searched my wallet because I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure if I lost it out there, because if it fell out of my pocket in the boat, it would have been in the boat. Mm-hmm. It either had to fall out of my pocket as I got out of the boat which meant it, meant it might have crashed into the water and disappeared in the black mud, right? It's a black wallet, black mud, total loss, right? Mm-hmm. But if it didn't fall out of the boat into the water, then it probably fell out in the grass. Like the grass is the best. So I so I hiked. Oh, by the way, but okay, before I get into that, because this is this, we can't get too far ahead of ourselves. I had a plan. <laughs> I had a plan that if I did not find my wallet, I was going to fake my own death. <laughs> and establish an entirely new identity. That's a, that's, I mean, hey, I would have lost my wallet years ago. Yeah, well, it seemed like a good idea. And here's the real trick, right? I was going to come up with a new identity before I fake my death, put that new identity in my will to inherit all my stuff. Oh, there you go. Then fake my death and then come back and inherit everything that I had. But if your wallet's gone... How are you going to fake your death with any determination that it's you? Well, the hope was that they would find my wallet in the middle of nowhere, you know, and, and just assume the alligators ate me. Gotcha. But anyway, long story short, I'm out there looking today for it, and sure enough, I found the damn thing. Oh, how convenient. Now you just got to call all those places back. No, all that shit's already, those wheels are turning. <laughs> I've, I've got new, new credit cards coming. I got everything. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. But I did recover seventeen dollars that were in my wallet. So hey, and let's see the time that you derailed yourself. Yeah, divided by seventeen dollars is like. Mm, oh, I got at least a dollar an hour out of it. There you go. Yeah, well, well worth it. In today's yeah in today's inflationary world, yes. <laughs> but I will add though that I was kind of depressed about having my plan for for faking my own death foiled. Right. You're like, damn it. So I came home, I found it. came home, got drunk and uh, shaved my genitals. Sweet. Because I figured, well, nothing says depression more than shaving your genitals while drunk. Oh, I thought this was part of the new identity. No, that would have involved shaving my mustache. Gotcha. And, and taking and, and learning Spanish. I decided if Spanish was the only language I spoke, 
And if anybody accused me of being Doug, I could speak to them in Spanish and explain to them that I didn't know who Doug was with a Spanish accent and they would be sure that I wasn't him. No K Doug? No K Doug. Exactly. I mean, no, no one would suspect. English. No one would suspect that I would suddenly only speak Spanish. I mean, come on. <laughs> so, Doug. so why would I want to change you know my saying? identity? Why would I want to give up my identity? You ask. I know you're asking because because we only have one listener. No, because of the man box. Oh yes, um, the man in the box. No, no, no. It's the they were talking about this. Apparently, some guy called Paul Kibble coined this term, and they were talking about it on the Politics Girl podcast. Uh, by the way, she's really good. She really is. She makes us look bad. She's she she's awesome. right. She's really like right on top of her game. She usually has something. She she's kind of a one topic per podcast person. She comes in and she says, you know, this is what's going on, and this is what we need to do, and and just like gets really passionate about it and then hangs up. Like she doesn't jump from topic to topic like we do and there's no her, her rants are organized. Yeah, they're and they're they're, they're pretty dramatic. They're poetic. They're pretty good. She's she's very passionate. Anyway, yeah. but I was they listening don't suck like ours. I was listening to her and she was talking about this Paul Kibble dude and talking about this she's talking about toxic masculine toxic masculinity again. And um they were talking about like all the rules that um, boys believe they have to live by. And the man box isn't the rules, it's the enforcement of those rules. So it's the box we put, you know, male specimens in. Aha, uh-huh, so it is. I'm the man in the box because you put me in a box. Oh, it's, I guess that could be true. It depends on what kind of box. I mean, this is a metaphorical box, right? Yes, you're defining my social box. My ah, emotional box. Right. So You're if putting I, baby in a corner. So if I shave my mustache and speak Damn only it. Spanish, I wouldn't have to be in the same box, right? Look, I think shaving your balls takes you out of the box, quite you, honestly. You think? I've been doing that for a long time. Well, you know. Well, I, I mean. I still think that qualifies, especially if you go around and prove it to everyone. Oh well, then that's. I think that gets you in a different man kind of box. Yeah, that's the, they. They have another name for that box. I think it has four letters, starts with a J, and ends with A I L. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could call it the box too, right? If you break I suppose out of that you could. Man, but you, you said I was out of, out of the box. box. You get sent to the other box where somebody will violate your other man box. Oh, there's too many boxes in this sentence. <laughs> But seriously, though, um, I probably haven't been living in the box for a long time, seeing as I've sort of gone my own way and done my own thing for quite some time. I've pretty much but so the box is the enforcement you're saying. So, like, basically, if you don't act like what we think a man is, we're going to shun you. Right. They said some of the rules, and I'm sure these are familiar to any man who's ever lived. Is you know, you don't show your emotions. You don't ask for help. You, you don't ask for directions. You don't act God gay. Um, you know, because gay, yeah, homosexual is bad. That's not a man thing. Um, there's there's a bunch of them, but but they're all the basic things, the tropes that we think of. You know, when we think of young boys are being taught basically that they have to suck it up. You know, 
And so this patriarchal society mess is because we outcast or otherwise create misfits out of men who don't fit that mold. Well, it hurts everybody. I mean, it hurts women because men are taught are taught to subjugate women. So, it hurts it hurts men because it doesn't allow them to be individuals, right? It doesn't allow them to express themselves and 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 a lot of them just don't do well in the box. Some guys do. I mean, you know, they made it a point to say there there are a lot of guys who are perfectly happy in that space. But sure. there are probably just as many or at least, you know, nearly as many who are not. They're the assholes. Yeah. Yeah, it's you might think there are, that. Yeah. There are men that are fine in that box. Those are the ones you want to steer clear of. Actually, I agree. I, I totally agree. Those are the men I don't like to talk to, and I don't trust. I don't trust most men. I'm not. I'm kind of weird that way. When when women, you know, act like you know men are sort of to be not to be trusted, I'm kind of like, yeah, I get it. I, I completely get it. I I don't uh, I don't trust them either. Um, I'm not sexist. I don't trust anyone. Right, right. That's that's kind of it, right? I'm, well, I mean, if you think about it. If you know that someone is going to be superficial and you know that they're not going to be real, then you can't really trust them, can you? Well, of course not. Yeah, and that's what a lot of men are programmed to be. They're programmed not to talk about their feelings, not to admit weakness. Women are programmed to be superficial also. I'm not... Who's pro- women are programmed to be super fit? Well, I don't know anything about absolutely makeup. To, okay, and- to, to be fair, I've never been a woman, so I don't know like really like what they're taught in general. I just know you know beauty, skin deep, all that stuff. You know, yeah, there is a lot of that. I'm not saying it's the same but thing, the, and I'm it, not it's saying, not. Yeah, it's know. not the same superficial. I guess it's a different I, different correct. type of superficial. Yeah. Yes, yes, I'm basically talking about it in terms of I know honesty and integrity and things like that. It's it's like. Men are like, if you can get away with it, it's okay, right? It's there's, There seems to be... And no, also that might makes right, which we've yeah. talked about a lot on this Have podcast. Have we talked but, about that? Yeah, but I mean, we could talk about it again. Oh, which brings me to... Do you have any stories to throw in here before I just totally monopolize this? Nope, story? I am storyless. Brings me I to... I had nothing happen this week at all. When I, I had to go down to the landing twice to do this kayaking thing... And uh, on my second trip, anyway, there was two guys there who were both Trump supporters. And I didn't know that at first. We were talking and just talking about, you know, things in the world and stuff. And I brought up, I don't remember if they brought up guns or I did, but the topic of gun control came up. I think one of them said that Biden was trying to take away our guns or something. And I, I balked at that and said, I said, where, I said, I've been around a long time. I said, I've never heard this, you know, where, where are you getting this information? And he goes, well, he didn't actually come out and say it. And I'm like, okay, so what makes you think, you know, he's trying to take away your guns? Well, he's not really just trying to take, he's like, it's just, you know, they're trying to take away this, it's a slippery slope. And I'm like, okay, so what you're saying is basic. Anyway, we get into this long <laughs> back and forth and I'm pretty sure they figured me out pretty quick that I was a, you know, a bit of a liberal and, or at least not uh, in the extreme right. And, um, you know, and I I went off. I told him, look, I said, we need to do something. We can't be just hanging out here while forty five thousand people a year are murdered, and then and then act as if you know it's all just fine. You know, because because I don't know. Did you hear that? Um, uh, no, I can't. 
Shinzo Abe, the 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 Japan, the prime minister, longest running prime minister in Japan. He he wasn't prime minister. Ah, at, Shinzo Abe. Yeah, he was he was uh, assassinated by a homemade gun. And this is really shocking. Oh, great. That's all we need is homemade guns now. Yeah, well, trust me, the person <laughs> shooting it only had two shots because it was a double barrel you oh, know, well, that's concoction. Yeah. They And they fired both of them and killed them. Um, but, and, and by the way, this is a pretty tragic event. I don't mean to make light of it. It's just not something that we would normally talk about. But Shinzo Abe is was assassinated, and and the, um, the, the thing that came from that was that how shocking this was because – there are no guns in Japan. They have something like 132 people killed with guns every year. In exactly 132, by the way. They actually have to meet their quota. Um, <laughs> What's their population in Japan? Oh, God, it's pretty high. Tokyo is like the most populous city in the world, I think. Um, I don't know what the J- Japanese population is, but I know it's in the millions. It's not well, by any but we're stretch. We're in the three hundred and fifty million. Well, or I mean, it could be a hundred million, could be two hundred million. I don't know, but I'm just saying it's not trivial, right? We have forty five thousand. We we lose a hundred and thirty a day. So even right. if our population I just was after an equal number, like a per capita number or something, I'm sure Japan is much better. Well, this is easy to look up, so I'll just look it up while you're, uh, you know, just going to grow. Oh, we're going to break out the Google machine. Population <laughs> of Japan. Can we use rough numbers? Yep. Japan population 2022 is 125,695,455. Roughly a third of the United States, and they had 132. Yeah, so gun if you deaths, multiply you that said. times three, you got less than 500. Yes, and how many do we have? 45,000. That's it. That's it. That's we 120 per worse. day. We ought to be beating them worse. Well, I think we're beating them pretty good. <laughs> anyway, so it was pretty shocking for people over we're there for, for a politician to be assassinated because the politicians don't worry about getting assassinated there. They usually roam around in the general public, and, and it's not really, really not even stabbed or anything? No. Hmm. The last one that was assassinated was assassinated with a short sword, but it was like three decades ago. That makes more sense, yeah. Yeah. Somebody Julius caesar him. Anyway, so I started going off on this guy about the the practicality of an assault rifle and a 30-round magazine and, and who needs it. And I got him pretty well nailed down. He was agreeing with me, believe it or not, on several things uh, before we got done. Because, because he didn't pull a gun on you. Because, you know, he, he came up with the old argument, you know, the, the age-old argument that guns don't kill, right? He said, oh, I've got several guns and none of them have ever tried shooting me, right? You know, they weren't his exact words, but that was his... And I said, sure, I've got guns and they haven't tried to kill me either. I said, however, I said, let's just just do a quick analogy. Let's just say, for instance, there's this wacko dude over there and he's acting all disoriented and he's kicking things and he's hateful and he's uh, cussing people out and threatening to kill us and all that. Um, You know, we're sitting here looking at him going, this guy's crazy, right? But now let's say that wacko dude happens to have an assault rifle with 30 rounds in the magazine. Now what do we do? Right. You know, I said, it changes the whole. Yeah, we'd be hiding. As I said, we'd be hiding behind the trees. We'd be ducking for cover, right? It's like it changes everything. It's not a question of whether the gun is dangerous. It's the question of whether this lunatic who without a gun would be a curiosity. 
right? We'd be like wondering what the hell's going on with this guy. Give him a gun, and now you're like, holy shit, we don't know what this guy's going to do. I'm still in favor of the argument that, like, you don't even, I don't care, guns kill, don't kill people or whatever, they were designed to, right? Like, all these other yeah, of course. arguments, they say, well, people just find something else, they'll murder somebody with their car or hit them over the head with the lamp. Oh, yeah, but the lamp, ha- lamp has a purpose, to provide light. The car is to get you somewhere. Right, like all these other tools. Not only that, that, but do we not do we not regulate cars? Well, true, but I'm just saying all these other instances. It doesn't matter because they would not be being used for their intended purpose. Were you to kill somebody, but a gun most definitely, absolutely is built to kill things. Maybe not people. Maybe you build it to kill a deer or something. No, but but it's designed to kill. Yeah, it's exactly it's It's, designed to kill. There's no other purpose in it. And that's why, in my opinion, it's the only thing that you need to know to to control it. Right. Well, I don't think we're going to do away with guns, but I would really you're you're basically saying murder is illegal, but the right to own the thing that is designed to kill someone is perfectly fine. That's not only perfectly fine, it can't be tampered with. Like, it is the it's exactly. this sac- sacrosanct right, right? Yes, you've said sacrosanct twice, twice tonight. I noticed that, yeah. That is definitely going to be the name not, of the podcast. I'm not drinking, though. So, I'm yeah. I'm look up how to spell So, I managed to get this guy to, to more or less agree with me that a rifle, semi-automatic rifle with a 30-round clip, was not a practical thing. And I know you would like for him to agree that guns are just for killing and that we don't need to have them. But I wasn't going to get there, okay? That was just too far. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody should argue that way. I'm just... But I was surprised that I actually made a fair amount of headway. And by the time I managed to extricate myself from the the conversation, because it was not easy, these guys kept wanting to talk. Like, they... They must have really liked me because they just every time I'd go to get in my car, I'd be like, "Look, I gotta go." You know, sun's or going down. Plotting. Sorry, <laughs> or they were plotting. Yeah, they didn't have a chance. Are you keep kidding? Keep them around. A couple of old guys. These guys. Um, you keep agreeing with them. I'll line them up. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're pro- you know it's probably a good thing nobody out there was armed because there was a raccoon that attacked the guy's lunch. So yeah, it could have gotten ugly. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding either. Like something fell over, and they're like, "What was that?" I'm like, I'm "Like there's a raccoon on the tailgate of your truck." He's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> he was running over there. He left his lunch, left his lunch out, and the raccoon got it. Mm. And it was so cute because the raccoon kind of looks at me. He like pokes his head up, like looks in that raccoon face. I mean, you're familiar with raccoon faces, but they're so cute. And like, who me? Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> But he hey. looked over there like, don't say anything. Yeah. Shh. Too late. Well, Shh. if he hadn't knocked something over, he'd have gotten away with it. Yep. If it hadn't been for the meddling kids. <laughs> Scooby dooby doo. Yeah, we talked about a lot of stuff out there. I um I was I'm always I did not touch religion at all. This guy kept telling me about how he went to church on Sunday and people we knew at church did this or said this or whatever, and I just I wasn't going to go there because I knew that would probably be a bridge too far, too. But, um, yeah, this 
But, you know, it was it was a productive conversation. So I have to say that, uh, you know, I, I got them to Does agree. Does that mean there's hope? Maybe. I got them to agree <laughs> with the fact that it isn't really our politicians that are the problem. You know, that the whole capitalist system with these people who are making more money than God and keep wanting more money and buying up properties and renting them back to us for astronomical rates and all this stuff. And there happened to be one of the guys there happened to be living out of his truck and said, yeah, he goes, I can't find a place that I can afford. And I was like, aha, see? And then uh-huh. I, also, I also got through the point. Democrat. Yeah, yeah. I also got through the point to him that we have way more in common than we have differences. You know, we may disagree on how guns need to be regulated. Actually, I got them to agree mostly that the that the red flag laws and all that were probably a good thing. But but the point is, we might disagree on things like that. But we don't disagree on a lot of things. And this whole you know this whole division thing, and this has always been a, a point of contention with me, is that I really believe, and I think it's pretty fucking obvious that the media's job is to keep us fighting with each other. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we're docile. Don't all coalesce. Right. That was the big deal with Bernie Sanders and the whole we are the 99% and all that stuff, right, was that we were being unified. It was finally drawing the lines as they should be drawn, you know, the ultra-wealthy versus everyone else. Yeah, although there's still a lot of Democrats who blame the Bernie bros for fucking up the the election in 2016. Fuck those people, because Bernie was right. I know Bernie <laughs> he, was right. I don't doubt he has been right, and they backed the wrong people. Yeah, unfortunately, we have divisions among our ranks, too. And and by our ranks, I, I mean Democrats. I don't necessarily mean mine, because I, I don't. I'm, un, I'm unaffiliated. I was a Republican for a long, long time, and now I just can't stomach the Republicans anymore. But honestly, the way the Democrats are behaving... I don't know if I want to be known as one of them either. Well, I mean, the only reason I was for Bernie is because he wasn't really a typical Democrat. He called himself a democratic socialist or a socialistic Democrat, whatever. Well, I'm not term. saying I'm, I'm, I mean, I love AOC. I love a lot of Democrats, but that doesn't make me a Democrat. It just means that there are some. some and I'm good saying those are the, but those are the fringe ones. Yeah, those they are. are not the establishment, right? They're. They're tolerated because they got to a certain level, but they're not backed or supported or whatever. They're roadblocked just as much by traditional Democrats as they are by anybody else. Well, essentially, they're there to demonstrate the divisions in the party, and that's um, that's something the Republicans don't really have. Although there there are some cracks showing in the Republican Party um, over this whole Trump thing and the election being stolen thing. There are people who are fragmenting away they're no longer necessarily supporting trump so you could say the republican party has some divisions but for the most part they know that if they stick together they win trump is such a polarizing figure though that if if they could find somebody else to carry out the same agenda they yeah. all unify right behind him oh absolutely i have no doubt about it and these people you know, speaking specifically about the people I was talking to tonight, um, they really think if Trump was in charge, everything would be fine. Oh, it would. You Absolutely. Know, this, I think the It'd way the conversation... No worries at all. 
I think the way the conversation started was the guy said, you have to admit that if Trump was in office, Putin wouldn't have invaded Ukraine and we wouldn't have high gas prices and yada, yada, yada. And I'm kind of looking at him like... He was up Putin's ass. He I, might, know, I know, have, I know, I know. We might have helped. We this, might have helped invade Ukraine. Yeah, this guy's thinking on that was that Trump was tough and Putin knew if he invaded Ukraine... I know. Trump would have walked all over him, right? He said, fuck you and kicked his ass out. Well, but I, Trump might have started World War Three too, and then we'd all be wiped off the face of the planet. <laughs> it wouldn't matter anymore. Well, I mean, now, if you want to go there, maybe there is an argument to be made for Trump would be afraid to invade Ukraine because, I'm sorry, Putin would be afraid to invade Ukraine because Trump is such a wild card. They'd be like, fuck, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do anything. Well, that is true. Yeah, but that wouldn't have solved our problems. I mean, it that would have been one less thing. But Trump would have created new problems that we didn't even know we had. And we've got plenty that have nothing to do with any of that, like COVID and healthcare and all the other crap we always talk about. Just imagine. fasciitis and heat-resistant fungi and lava storms. But just imagine for four years what another four years of Trump would have done to us. We already, the Supreme Court is a great example of the damage that Trump did in four years. Given another four years, given that he was dismantling most of our institutions, there'd have been no FDA, no EPA, no USDA, no, I mean, all this shit would have been just to the point of being, you know, a skeleton crew of a few people who basically were told to shut the fuck up. Um, Well, like, it's still not over. Like I said, they could rally behind somebody who is not as wild of a wild card. Yeah, but we'll set them back a little bit. Four years without them will set them back in their agenda a little bit. It's not going to solve the Supreme Court problem, but... We're just trying to hang on till we die. That's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> that was another thing we could all agree on. Was just hold that, them off a little longer. Stick your finger in the dike. Yeah. Well, don't kid yourself. This is about what we're doing. I mean, it's... And it partly comes back to it that it isn't even Republicans and Democrats. You know, it's still the oligarchy. It's still the the systems of control and the basically wresting money away from the people, you know, and just trying to, I don't know. I don't know that the goal is to make us all into serfs, but I do know the goal is for them to accumulate as much wealth as possible, which means we have to lose pretty much all of our wealth. Right. And, and, well, and, and wealth and power are so tied together, right. That they, that we will be serfs. Yeah, no, I... I, Well, and they want it that way, right? Because the more power you have, the more control you have to keep life the way you want it, which is benefiting you. The tables are lopsided to them, and they're using the power that comes with that to keep it lopsided. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they can buy up real estate, you know, almost infinitely, once it becomes available, there's no question whether they can afford to buy it because they don't even have to spend their own money. They've got so much money, they can just borrow against it, right? Yep. So if you can buy up pretty much every piece of real estate that becomes available, you can drive up the prices on the real estate for anybody else who wants to buy anything. And you can rent it back at some, you know, like I said earlier, some astronomical rate. And we talked about on this podcast before about they're buying up trailer parks and raising the lot rent. All these things are just ways for them to get more money, just literally squeeze everybody as hard as they can to get more money for themselves. And like you said, power. 
And that's where we're going, and that's who the enemy is. I mean, the fact that Trump gave him a fucking tax break, you know, to the tune of trillions of dollars um, was insane. But that's why they want him back. That's why they're doing everything they can to make Biden look bad. Right. Well, and all the dismantling efforts, like you were saying, that benefits them too. Sure does. Yeah. But we'd, we concluded at the end of our discussion, the three of us, that life was hard, but it could be worse. You had me going. Life I was waiting. <laughs> but it could be worse. Life is hard, but it could be worse.